So today's speaker is Mr. Rod Jerky. As you know, Rod is currently serving as the president of the Law Society of Alberta, a term which ends this February 2011. This will bring to a close for Rod about seven years of service to the public as one of the benchers or governors to the Law Society of Alberta, the body that regulates lawyers in this province. Rod has been a lawyer for over 30 years and has spent all of it practicing as a local lawyer here in Lethbridge at the firm Davidson & Williams. I've only had the pleasure of knowing and working with Rod for about two years. I'm also a lawyer at Davidson & Williams, and so far it's been pretty great. What Rod would never tell you, but all of his colleagues in this city and many, many of the people who have been his clients would, is that Rod exemplifies all of the very best qualities that make someone an amazing lawyer ethical, committed to doing the absolute best for his clients, but respectful and fair to his fellow lawyers. He also loves a vigorous discussion, so I hope you have brought your very best questions for him following his remarks to you. Following that, I'll ask Mr. Jerky to come and give us his presentation. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure and indeed an honor and privilege for me to be here and speak today on behalf of the Law Society of Alberta. The Law Society is a statutory corporation enabled by the Legal Profession Act. Our job is to regulate the legal profession, the lawyers in Alberta. The Law Society is governed by a board comprised of four people appointed as public representatives by the Minister of Justice and 20 lawyers elected by Alberta lawyers. The appointed public representatives are called lay benchers, and the lawyer board members are called benchers. I was first elected as a bencher in 2004. I'm president of the Law Society this year, and in its 104 years of history, the Law Society has had three presidents from Lethbridge. The second Lethbridge president was the late Charles Gladstone Virtue QC, later Justice Virtue of the Court of Queen's Bench. He was elected a bencher in 1978 and served as president from 1984 to 1985. The first president of the Law Society to come from Lethbridge was Dr. C.F.P. Conabare QC. He was a founding bencher of the Law Society of Alberta in 1907 and in 1926 served as its second president. Dr. Conabare established in 19, uh, pardon me, in 1885 my law firm, now known as Davidson and Williams LLP, and that might just make us the oldest law firm in the province of Alberta. Generally speaking, the benchers have the authority to set the standards for becoming and being a lawyer. We enforce those standards. We sit in adjudication panels when it's claimed that a lawyer has breached a standard. And we discipline lawyers who have engaged in conduct which is incompatible with the best interests of the public or which tends to harm the reputation of the legal profession generally. Because of that, the Legal Profession Act gives us authority to pass rules with regard to matters such as admission to the society, qualification and discipline of members, adjudication, education, record-keeping, and many other regulatory matters. Of course, the benchers also have the usual governance authority of any institution to set policies, approve budgets, and generally provide overall guidance to the Law Society staff. We also have the power to, in effect, 
tax lawyers to pay the costs it takes to regulate the profession and protect the public. And we have a more general role to govern the legal profession by taking leadership on behalf of the profession on issues at the heart of our justice system. Maybe it's because we wear so many hats that the legislature calls us by our antiquated name, Ventures, rather than simply calling us directors or even governors or something that, other, that folks might understand. One point I think needs to be stressed. There is one job that we never have. We never speak on behalf of lawyers. That's the job of a lawyer's association called the Canadian Bar Association. So to be clear, I'm here today to talk about lawyers, not to talk on behalf of lawyers. One of the most exciting aspects of being a bencher has been the chance to participate in action on stuff that really matters to our profession and to the public we serve. But what has certainly been the most interesting outcome for me uh, is that questions have arisen about what fundamental principles are at play to drive that action. And the bigger question is where an examination of those principles takes us. The biggest question which my nearly seven years have left me with is, what do we mean when we say we regulate and govern lawyers in the public interest? On the one side, we know that the public interest isn't just what's in the profession's interest, but it might include matters which are in the interest of lawyers. On the other side, we, we know that the public interest isn't just what interests the public. When I talk about fundamental principles, I'm referring to the pillars upon which our democratic society is built. As far as I'm concerned, there is no pillar more important than the rule of law. One author explains the rule of law principle as follows. It means that everyone is subject to the law, that no one, no matter how important or powerful, is above the law. Not the government, not the prime minister or any other minister, not the Queen or the Governor-General or any Lieutenant Governor, not the most powerful bureaucrat, not the armed forces, not Parliament itself or any provincial legislature. The rule of law principle is the basis for our whole Charter of Rights and Freedoms, where it states in the preamble, whereas Canada is founded upon principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. There are a number of qualities that define the rule of law in Canada, principles that flow from it, if you will, including, for example, equality before the law, impartial, unbiased courts, judicial independence, and so on. Two of the qualities that I want to focus on today are the requirement that the legal profession be independent of state control and that the courts should be open to everyone, that there should be unhindered access. In a free society, based on the rule of law, the courts determine the balance between the rights of the state and the rights of individuals within that state. And it's lawyers that stand up for people and seek to have the rule of law applied by independent judges. So it's important for Albertans to have access to competent, ethical, and independent legal advice. When Albertans go to court with a trial lawyer, they need to know their lawyer will stand up for their interests alone and is not answerable to government. So it's because of the rule of law 
and the role of lawyers in the justice system that we say that it's only through an independently regulated legal profession that lawyers can be in a position to zealously defend the interest of citizens. That's the job we do at the Law Society of Alberta. We independently regulate Alberta lawyers. Because of the critical nature of what we do, there's one key concept which applies to all of the Law Society's regulatory work. Namely, it is essential for a free and democratic society that the legal profession be regulated in the public interest. In other words, the public interest in the, role of, in the rule of law demands that the legal profession be independent of state control, and independent regulation demands that it be carried out in the public interest. As a result of this public interest mandate, the Law Society's regulatory work involves it in nearly all aspects of the justice system because we deal with issues such as the mode of delivery of legal services, the integrity and competence of our members, and appropriate public access to legal services, all tested by what serves the public interest. That's why we say that it's our mission to serve the public interest by promoting a high standard of legal services and professional conduct through the governance and regulation of an independent legal profession. As the independent regulator of the legal profession in Alberta, we have set four goals. Firstly, we'll be a model regulator by promoting and ensuring high ethical standards and competence on the part of all those seeking admission to and practicing law in Alberta. Secondly, we'll build public confidence in the profession and the law society as a regulator by being effective, fair, timely, transparent, and responsive. Thirdly, we will uphold and preserve the principles of justice fundamental to a free democratic society, particularly client-lawyer privilege, the rule of law, and the independence of courts and lawyers. And fourthly, we will promote access to high-quality legal services. As a consequence of independent regulation, lawyers are given the exclusive entitlement to advise others of their rights and limitations under the law, to represent them as advocates and to appear on their behalf in a court of law. The Legal Profession Act provides that no person other than a lawyer is authorized to practice law. Due to this position of privilege, lawyers have certain enhanced responsibilities to society. The first is to ensure that competent and high-quality legal services are readily available at reasonable cost to those who require them. Lawyers also have an obligation to ensure that legal services are generally available to those that require them and have an obligation to support legal aid plans and referral services and to act on a pro bono basis in appropriate cases. There's an obligation on lawyers to educate the public and to assist the public in recognizing when legal assistance may be of benefit and in making an informed decision as to which lawyer or firm to retain. That's why we adopted goal number four. And I want to speak more specifically about this goal, the goal to promote access to high-quality legal services. In particular, I want to speak about four of the initiatives that the Law Society is currently advancing. First initiative is pro bono legal services. As part of our goal, we've adopted a strategy to promote the provision of legal services pro bono, that is, for free, for those in need as a mechanism to complement, not replace, a properly funded legal aid system. 
We've done a lot in the last decade to enhance what I have called a robust pro bono culture in the legal profession in Alberta. For example, we've worked to expand the Made in Alberta initiative that's existed for over 25 years, namely the pro bono legal clinic model. A visible example of this expansion is the Lethbridge Legal Guidance Pro Bono Clinic, which was opened in 2007 right here in Lethbridge. We've extended errors and omissions insurance to more lawyers. The PBLA helps the Law Society achieve its vision as a model for protecting the public interest and preserving the fundamental principles of justice through a self-regulated, independent, and trusted legal profession. Second initiative is legal aid. In Alberta, most legal services for disadvantaged Albertans are provided through our legal aid system by the Legal Aid Society of Alberta. The Legal Aid Society states as its mission uh, the provision of a continuum of innovative and cost-effective legal services for people in need throughout Alberta. The Law Society is a partner with the Minister of Justice and the Legal Aid Society in a legal aid agreement which sets out the operation of the legal aid plan in Alberta. Some of the legal services are provided by lawyers who work directly for the Legal Aid Society as employees. Other legal aid services are provided by private lawyers who are paid by the uh, Legal Aid Society at a rate far less than the going rate for a private lawyer. We call this part of the system the Judicare model. The Law Society is a party to the Legal Aid Agreement because it regulates the individual lawyers who provide client services through Legal Aid, whether those lawyers are employees of the Legal Aid Society or members of the private bar. That regulation includes protecting solicitor-client privilege, ensuring high ethical standards and competence on the part of all lawyers, and upholding and preserving the independence of all lawyers. The Law Society also has a role to enhance access to legal services for Albertans, as I described earlier. The Law Society, however, has no direct control over or participation in funding the legal aid program. Most of the funding is provided by the Government of Alberta through the Minister of Justice. It's the role of the Legal Aid Society to operate and actually deliver the services. The Law Society has nothing for disadvantaged Albertans, and this is a vital aspect of access to justice for those Albertans. So funding and independence are bound together. Those lawyers providing legal aid services through legal aid and legal aid itself are funded from several sources, including Alberta Justice, the federal government, and the Alberta Law Foundation. The funding provided to the legal aid system by the Alberta Law Foundation, which is an independent society, varies from year to year because it's set by law as 25% of the amount paid to the foundation by banks as interest on lawyers' trust accounts. It thus varies from year to year based on that trust account activity and prevailing interest rates. In 2008, the foundation provided nearly $15 million to the legal aid system. In 2009, after the financial collapse, the amount was almost $6 million. And in 2010, it's about $1.5 million. The amount provided by the province is set by Alberta Justice, which has recently considered the results of an extensive legal aid review. That review includes a number of recommended changes. The Minister of Justice has pointed out that her government is providing a grant of $43 million 
a substantial amount which has been maintained in place since 2008. We've been hearing from a number of citizens, particularly including lawyers in the criminal law bar, who share a common concern about the negative consequences of the funding reductions on already disadvantaged Albertans, and that an increase in funding is desperately needed. Of course, legal aid is a serious concern for the law society. Because of that concern, the ventures have adopted a strategy to continue and advance the law society's advocacy for an adequately funded legal aid system and to continue stakeholder discussion to share ideas and enhance the understanding of key legal aid issues. Even with all of that in mind, the Law Society's overriding duty is to guard the independence of regulation and governance of legal services and to do so in the public interest. The Law Society is, however, only one of the participants in the justice system and cannot rectify deficiencies in the justice system by itself. The Law Society takes its responsibilities very seriously, but in the end, appropriate funding, access to justice, and independence are all the responsibility of all Albertans. Our third initiative is retention and re-engagement of lawyers in private practice. Earlier this year, the benchers adopted a strategy aimed at the retention and re-engagement of lawyers in practice providing uh, legal services to the public. Our aim is to provide Albertans with a greater number and diversity of lawyers providing such legal services. We've just embarked on this work, uh, but we do know that um, the predominance of legal services are provided to ordinary members of the public by lawyers in uh, firms of nine lawyers or less. And so we consider that that's an important part of our work, and we'll be mo moving forward on that initiative in the years to come. Our fourth initiative is called the Alternate Delivery of Legal Services. Uh, the purpose of that project is to explore the proposition that it would be good public policy if non-lawyers were more generally entitled to deliver legal services, thus increasing the supply of legal services and making them more generally available to ordinary Albertans. We've, we've begun that work. The first step was to conduct a survey of the, uh, of the public. That's been completed and the results have been announced. Uh, we're in the midst of, uh, of continuing our work to address the issues that are raised by that public policy question, and we'll, we'll uh, move forward with that in the years to come. We're being careful not to jump to any conclusions until we've gathered and analyzed all of the relevant information. Let me wind up my remarks. When I began my term as president of the Law Society, I said that my goal for the year was to see that the Law Society would be anxious to ask questions, even the hard ones. We started the year with a public forum in Calgary, which was intended to promote discussion of what it means for the Law Society of Alberta to regulate and govern the profession in the public interest. In particular, we asked what the public thought that meant. Today, I've given you high-level information on four of the initiatives that we're involved in to advance the public interest in promoting access to high-quality legal services. And so I ask you, are we headed in the right direction? Are we doing enough or too much to guard the rule of law, protect the independence of the judiciary and the legal profession? Are we acting in the public interest? And what about the public? What about you folks? Is the public engaged in guarding our fundamental democratic principle of the rule of law? Does the public accept 
its responsibility to ensure access to justice. The role of each of us is perhaps best stated by a famous South African lawyer, Nelson Mandela. He states this, For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. Thank you very much for coming today and for hearing me out. I look forward to any questions or comments you might have.